Hey everybody, this is John with Ubaldi Reports, the one website that provides fact, not fiction, on issues facing America, whether internationally or domestically. And with me always, I have two great individuals, Joe Bitts, former combat Marine who served in Iraq, who was unfortunately wounded, and then we got another former Marine, Ray Krause. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. How are you? We're great. Oh, good. Well, there's a lot to talk about, and... We said some of the primaries went through, but there are going to be a lot of issues facing the voters come November. And everybody, all the political pundits are debating what are some of those issues and what are the concerns. Some think abortion is going to be a big issue. Some are thinking gun control because of the mass shootings we've had last month and before. Or others think it's going to be more of a quality of life talking about High inflation, gas prices, food prices, and other things. So we'll have to see how this plans out. And then you made a good, well, you brought up something that <clears throat> nobody really wants Biden kind of like in their corner when they're, no. go, when, when they're going up. Why is that? Well, it's two reasons. They don't want to be, they know it's going to highlight they are a strong supporter of Biden's agenda, considering every Democrat supported and voted for Biden's agenda. But then the other thing is, Nobody knows for sure how he's going to respond on the campaign trail. He's always known to gaffes. He makes, he kind of forgets where he's at, kind of forgets the individual. Like we couldn't even remember who's own Secretary of State. I mean, excuse me, Secretary of Defense early in his administration. So nobody wants an unknown commodity that makes a mistake and they're tied to it. So. And this is the time they campaign because this month everybody's home on their, in their district campaigning. And then after October, September, when they come back from the recess, they've got a short window to the end of the, uh, the fiscal year on the 31st of September. Then they go back to their district to campaign for the general election in November. So that window, are they just going to like maybe take like tie up some loose ends and then just start campaigning until November? Yeah, they, t- they passed last minute budget items. But the other aspect they don't want Joe Biden in his district is now certain states, he may be a little bit more popular, would be like the bluer states like California, New York, and possibly New York. But if you go into other the battleground states, huh? Senate races are tightening up like Florida, North Carolina, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Joe Biden's below 40%. So if you're running for a Senate seat there, do you really want Joe Biden to be in your in your state in your in your state? Because then people are going to highlight his policies and do you, and it's going to reflect back on you. I can take this the question here from John M. It said, "Go Biden for giving those college kids twenty k more than Trump can do." Okay, re- I'm sorry. Repeat that question again. From John M. It's go Biden for giving those college kids twenty thousand more than Trump could do. I would disagree. I mean, I'm not sure how he's trying to craft it. I think he's trying to say that Trump never took care of these students. But I would also push back on that if the one thing neither the media, none of the media, whether conservative media like Fox or the liberal media is at MSN and New York Times and CNN ever cover, what precipitated this? What caused the student loan crisis? And what I found out in my research is when they passed the Affordable Care Act, a rider went with it called the Student Affordability Act of 2009, even though it was two, it passed three weeks after that 
health care law passed. And what it did, it nationalized the student loan program. So what it did, it said the federal government will take care of all student loans. Colleges were free from, oh, I can raise tuition as much as I want because I know the federal government's going to back all student loans. Students want to go to college, so they're going to get student loans. What do we care? We can raise tuition as much as we want. And if you look at, it was a problem in 2010, and if you look at the, the increase in college, it was a direct result of the passage of that bill. So you may want to blame Trump, but I would say maybe you ought to blame the Democrats and Joe Biden because they're the one that pushed this, and now they're trying to say we're trying to help students when you caused the problem in the first place. Is this a ploy to maybe garner more votes in the midterms? Yeah, well, he's, it is. He's trying to appeal to the fund, the progressive wing, but he's also trying to pull garner votes from the young vote because they've cratered almost less than 26% favor Joe Biden. But are they more, would they be more, can he see that what's going on? Would it be more aware of like, oh, they're, oh, he's just doing this to get my vote? Is that something that you see, or do they just, they just don't care? They're like, hey, like as like my daughter who's in college, she's about to graduate at the end of the year, so she will she would more than likely up qualify for this ten grand, yay me. So what's Mostly, the what, what's the problem here? But it, it could offset itself because if you're appealing to the young vote. What about all the blue-collar workers out across America who didn't go to college, like my two younger brothers? They never went to college. One's a construction superintendent. One is a retired firefighter. Yeah. So we're telling them, you're paying for these students to go to college. What about those who went to college, graduated? It's like I've worked my way through college. I got the G, latter part for my master's, got a GI Bill. Prior to that was something called Veep because they didn't have the GI Bill back then. Can you write off your student loan? I didn't get student loans. Oh, come on. I worked. Wink, wink. Maybe you did. Huh? No, I never <laughs> got student loans. What about Ray? No, I used the GI Bill post 9-11. But see, but we went into the military. Get a credit. To do that. Yeah. And how many people who got student loans then paid them off? What about them? Now, what do you do about next year, the year after that? Do you keep forgiving student loans? Because you haven't solved the problem. Yeah. That goes back to 2010, what do you call it, when they made that change, or that, that rider to the Affordable Care Act. You never solved the problem about the administrative cost of colleges, and most of the, the increases went to the administrative state of colleges, not to the actual educational part, meaning the professors and the teachers and the like. Actually, just for our, our viewers to know, what degrees do you have? I got a, a bachelor's in government and a master's in security studies, mainly international relations. Interesting. Yeah, and a yeah. doctrine of telling you what the hell to do. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. All right. So, you know, what happens? I think this is a good question. Okay, do does he start handing out checks like, "Hey, here's ten grand. Go pay off your bills," or is it kind of? Are they going to go right to the institutions and say, "Hey, who owes this money? Hey, here's their that, money." That is a very good question. I'm not sure how that's going to be. Because what do you think is going to happen when you hand a college student or somebody in their twenties, maybe in their late thirties, ten thousand dollars? Well, I think the way it possibly is going to happen because now the student loan program is administered by the federal government. Okay. They probably, let's say you had $30,000 in student loan debt, they would just take off $10,000. Now, the question I don't know is if you forgive $10,000 of student loan debt, 
is that something you have to report to the IRS afterwards? This uh, that I don't know. So they're going to give you money just to tax it off. Yeah. So uh, that I don't know. And it was like the uh, who's the speaker? JP Biden's press secretary. Oh, that is. Oh, I know who you're talking. I can't think of her name. I can never pronounce okay. that. Well, name. Ducey was kind of berating her about, "Hey, who is paying for this? Who's paying for this? Who's paying for this?" And she kept on, like, kind of going around. And she around. never did answer the question. No, he was right. Is who okay. pays for this? Who's paying for this, John? It's the American taxpayer is paying for this. Now, Larry Summers, and who was a senior economic advisor for President Obama, and then Jason Furman, who was another economic advisor for President Obama, said this, they both correlated this. This was a bad idea because it was one, at least Larry, um, Jason Furman said this, he doesn't think the president has the authority to do this. He would rather see it done through legislation. And both of them agreed that, this would raise the debt, but most importantly, would it would increase inflationary pressure, which is already high right now. So, when I, yeah, I saw that too. You go for it. I'm going to go for it. The John M. again said Trump tax bill is raising our taxes currently. Well, he that's, said no. That's false. And the reason I say that, because the Washington Post, who is no fan of the Republicans and Donald Trump, gave President Biden four Pinocchios for saying this was a, a break for the wealthy. Even the, um, what do you call it, the Congressional Budget Office said that the benefits went to the bottom 80%. So the lower wages did far better under the Tax Reform Act than the upper top upper. I know everybody doesn't want to admit that, but that's fact. So is this going to affect inflation as well? Like when, well, there's, yeah. when you're dumping in, I think it was like $380 billion. What was the... 300, I think it's three, going to cost $380 billion over the course number of years. But it does add inflation because you're just throwing more money at it. On the demand side, you've not solved the problem. And then the colleges can go right back. Okay, you're forgiven. Let's raise t tuition even more. You're never solving the problem. I would almost, I could almost think that if you read a letter to Papa Biden, I think for asking for a billion dollars, he might just peel you off a check. Yeah, I'll do that. I'm going to keep going with this. So John also says, not true. Trump tax bill raises all taxes until 2027. Can we try tell the, what's his the name? Tax cut was, the tax cut was, um, let me how to put this, was effective all the way up until 2025, I believe. That's when it has to be reinstated. It wasn't made permanent. It just extended it out to 2025. But... The Congressional Budget Office and other nonpartisan groups, like the Center for Responsive Federal Budget, said the tax cut had the did not benefit the top one percent or the wealthy, as everybody suspected. The ones who did the most benefits were the lower middle class benefited the most. That's why unemployment was the lowest level pre-pandemic than it ever was. Even every ethnic group, including Hispanics and African-Americans far bettered under the Trump economic plan than they do now. Okay. Hold Man, on. John's got a lot to say. And not the John that's talking right now, the one on talk right now. Well, we I mean, we I did like these questions. I like people. Hold on. I do want to say that John asked him his college education. We did go through that. He does have, what was that? Two degrees. You said two degrees, a bachelor's yes. and a master's degree. Yes. I want, Hey, ask John. What, what is your degree? John <laughs> yeah. M. I mean, because he might be in the same boat with me. I don't have a degree. Oh, you're retarded. <laughs> oh, well, no. but, okay, but here's the point. 
my two younger brothers don't have college degrees. Yeah. I've got a master's degree. And I told my younger brother, who barely squeaked out of high school, and I told him, just because I have a master's degree doesn't make me smarter yeah. than those who don't. He runs a construction company, or a superintendent for a construction company. He runs a multi-million dollar projects. You can't be uneducated. You got to know what you're doing because you got to order supplies. You got to deal with manpower and labor. You also got to make sure you're on budget, on time. Like if you're pouring a, con a commercial size cement project, you got to be on budget, on time. You got to know what goes in, when it goes in, and everything like that. So I, do, and I look at the most educated, look what we got right now. We've got the most educated people running our government, but yet we failed in Afghanistan. We've got problems all over the world. We had these experts said, oh, we can spend three or $4 trillion a year, and that's not going to impact inflation. So these are the geniuses who've got all the education. And to say someone who doesn't have a college degree is not smarter than these guys, I would beg to differ on anybody on that. So is there like maybe like a federal loan where the working class who didn't take out no. student loans, do we have something where they can be like, hey, let's just cut off 10 grand for you? I mean, because it, it like doesn't that, seem that, fair and balanced. See, that goes back to the Constitution said all money or oriented bills, I can't think of the exact verbiage, originate in the House. The president doesn't have the authority to just unilaterally whop off money. Because what about you got a VA loan? Yeah. Let's wipe all everybody who's a veteran who served in Iraq and Afghanistan. Your VA loan is wiped clean. I get ten grand off my mortgage. So, <laughs> where do you draw the line? Yeah. Where do you stop? And we've got to get back to everybody stays in their lane. Well, I mean, is it are the Democrats just buying their? No, they're buying votes. That's yeah. plain and simple. All right, I'm going to go back to John. I'm acknowledging. I see it. It is he has a BS in economics with minor in business admin. Oh, good for him. And then he did say Trump's tax cut was permanent for the top five percent middle class expired. Uh, between 2021 and 2027. We fact. should also be asking John, how did it help? Well, how did it hurt or uh, how did he? Well, I want to ask this question for him. Show, send me a link where that information shows that was fact. The top was permanent for the top and not for the other. 95%. Not, we're, just give me evidence where that came from just so I can <clears throat> balance it off. Yeah, come on, John. Show us. But I was just like also. Like, if he seems like he's a small business owner or a business owner at that. So yeah. he should have some kind of insight on how it affected him 2016 to 2020 and how is it affecting him now. He has, he, you obviously, he obviously has to see a difference in what's going on in the current well, state of mind. Now, and he though, can't say, and this whole, if, okay, you're saying, oh, if the economy's good when another Republican takes over, that's because the Democrats put in something in place. Well, but Years the question of going back to that is it's two different economies. When Trump was in the economy prior to the pandemic, it's hard to look at going to today because we've got high inflation coming out of the post-pandemic. We've got all these shortfalls. I worked at a restaurant. And if you talk to any business leader, small business, I talked to someone at work who runs a small business and their cost for, they did a lawn care company. The blades for their lawnmowers was... I think they said it was $8 prior to the pandemic. 
during the pandemic, it shot up to 12 to 13. Now it's $18 per blade. That has a direct cost to all businesses because they have to raise their prices to their consumers, to their, their customers. And that drives up the cost of inflation. <clears throat> so Anderson, hopefully I said that right, said most of these people who are complaining are older and will get to retire. She followed up by saying some of our loans being forgiven is the least we should get. Are we entitled? Should we be entitled no. to have the government pay off our loans that we had to take out to go to school? No. Should we all be directly responsible to pay off No, because those where loans? Do you, no. Where do you draw the line? I mean, where do you, okay, if we pay off, forgive this person's loans, what about this person's loan? What about people who have, look, what about businesses who, to no fault of their own, were forced to shut down by the government? So, I mean, where do you draw the line? And eventually, you're, somebody's got to pay for this. And you're never solving the crux of the problem. What is their answer to why st college costs so much? Why are the administrative state goes? You look at some of these political leaders, they leave office, they become a professor making four or $500,000 a year. All right. John M. also came in saying inflation was caused by stimulus during COVID. Remember the PPP laws. I got it. That was actually, uh, is, that's partly true. That was, got it going. But then when Biden came in, a lot of people during the, the pandemic, when they shut the economy, they had nothing to do. They had nowhere to spend their money. So they held on to their money. Even Larry Summers, who is no conservative, said the same thing. You didn't need to do the last American rescue plan because just opening up the economy, the money that people had in the bank would have st would have been a, an automatic stimulus. But you didn't do that. You just kept flooding the money. And then what you also did in the American rescue plan, you paid people not to work. When I worked at a restaurant, they couldn't get enough people to work. They were always shorthanded. People would come for a day or two, then they would quit. And when you give people the incentive not to work because they're still getting paid, why would you work? And this isn't me saying this. You talk to any small business owner, they're still facing that. That's why we have a million and a half jobs short where we were. More people, there's what, 10 or 11 million jobs going unfilled every year, every day or every year. So. Can you explain to the ec economics major, John, how inflation works? Because Biden's giving money to people, which is more dangerous than giving money to corporations. Would you think that's a good or honest well, statement? The way to get the economy going so we don't have these problems is you get businesses moving again. Yeah. And, and I go back to Larry Summers. He questioned the need to spend close to $3 trillion. He said, spend money on the vaccines. We got that but get the supply chain moving again. But what Biden did is the opposite of what they did in the early 80s. Yeah. When inflation took off, Paul Volcker raised interest rates all the way up to 21% to drive down, to, to take the money supply, tighten it up. Yeah. And then yeah. Reagan came in and cut taxes, but he cut, the most important thing is he cut regulations and businesses took off. So real quick, just so, because I think John would be a good guest to have on the oh, yeah. on the show. Very argumentative, and I we like that. Well, but so, it's not just argumentative, so but just, he's very seem to be knowledgeable about economic facts. So on TikTok, just let him know how he can get a hold of us on yeah. through Ubaldi Reports at what? You can go to. Um, we're not Ubaldi. done. We're not done yet, well, mind you. You can go to Ubaldi Reports at gmail.com. 
yeah, you know, kick us a link. We'll do a Zoom and we'll bring you on and we'll talk because you have a lot to say. We like opposing views. This is kind of like why we created the show. But we're also about the truth. And yeah, just as long as we're respectful for each other, we may disagree. Yeah. But we can disagree and be respectful and go from there. And keep it PG. You can get a little bit R-ish on our show, but you know, PG, PG, <laughs> it's a different. PG for you Baldy reports. Yeah, so there's but so that's the point is you've got to get businesses moving again. And a lot of the problems businesses are facing is supply chain. This impacts mm-hmm. everything. And the biggest thing they did is they put the boot on the energy sector. Yeah. As much as everybody wants to demonize, that's why it's having an opposite effect on climate change. Yeah. Europe is now going to more coal fire plants they're starting up. China is just cranking out coal fire plants. Yeah. So if they're trying to help the environment, this is going to the opposite effect. So any Didn't, of, hold on. Oh, sorry. Sorry you, you, about that. No, no, go, just go. I think I just saw that Japan also reverted back to nuclear power exactly. today, yesterday, or something. And the, climb, the climate agenda, look at Sri Lanka. They took a pro-green approach, and they cratered their energy, not their energy, their agricultural sector. And that's why they forced the prime minister to flee the country, because – their policies destroyed the agricultural industry. Going into, did we see any kind of major upsets, or did we just see everything that kind of go as planned for the mid or pre midterms? Or well, the it just depends. It depends what the issues are going to be forward, moving forward. Now, one of the key problems we're seeing in some of the experts is by mid September, first week or so of October, they start to switch over from the summer blend to the winter blend. And now I've never lived up in the Northeast, but people I've talked to says it starts to get kind of cool in October in the Northeast. Well, right now there's a shortage of natural gas because they can't produce enough because they're not drilling. They're not doing the things they need to do. Can we clarify unemployment real quick? Because that's kind of been one of someone is telling people that people aren't home anymore. Unemployment is a record low. They are working in new areas. So is unemployment lower or is it just back to pre-pandemic? It's a different way to look at it. It's back to pre-pandemic. I think it's like 3.5. It was 3.5 prior to the shutdown of the economy. But... If you look in the Bureau of Labor Statistic, the labor participation rate is lower now than it was during February of 2020. So Mm. we're still a million and a half jobs short of where we were. But if people are out of the workforce, the Labor Department doesn't count them as being employed. So I saw something, I think it was coming from the Wall Street Journal, about over 50% of businesses are, or businesses are going to get rid of at least 50% of their employees in the next coming few well, months. Because they're seeing everything going up. Okay. All their costs are going up. And unemployment is usually the last of the leading economic indicators that gets hit. So we'll have to see when September, excuse me, when August unemployment report comes out in September. We'll have to see. Now, Apple saying it's going to start laying people off. Ford is starting to lay people off. Yeah, I think uh, Facebook, some of the tech companies are looking at that. So we'll have to see where we're at. But eventually, if, if business costs keep going up, they've got only the biggest cost is labor. So they're going to start to lay people off. And if interest rates go up, that means businesses can't get the loans they need to expand in their company. So they're going to tighten the belt, and that means there's going to be layoffs. John M., 
Can you be a little bit more specific on why are Republicans fighting that question mark? Just so I know where we're at. Yeah, but also what was the question? Where we're trying to figure out the question. Oh, okay. I think he's arguing with somebody else on TikTok. Okay. Could be. So, what are we expecting? Any like any major players in Congress that they get knocked out or dethroned, other than well, um, well one Republican. <laughs> Speaking on behalf of the yeah, Wyoming people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it'll be great. Now we'll have to see. There's a lot of races that are tightening up. Marco Rubio in Florida. I think the latest poll I saw, he was behind a little bit by Val Demings. But you can't judge the polls now because this is during the summer. People don't pay attention. The way you start to look is at the end of September. Okay. That's when you. That's when they're going to start. And at the end, at the, right after Labor Day, that's when you're going to see massive campaign ads go out. So we'll have to see what the polls look like going into the last week or two of September. Then you get a better gauge of where everybody's at. So I think John is a little off topic if you really want to broach that, but we don't have to. No, I'm not going to. Okay. let that one go. So other than that, so we do have a few more minutes prior to, and there's something looming out there, which I don't think a lot of people know. And I hope these people that are listening, especially on TikTok and Instagram, is about the bill that they passed in the Congress that's going into the Senate, which is, what's that bill name? H.R. 1808, the H- assault weapon Okay, bill. and before that, they passed the bill where that would exempt a, a bunch of people, cops included, agencies including... The IRS. Okay, the IRS, ATF, all that. Yeah. But the IRS is one thing. Why, in your opinion, why would they need to be exempt from that? And, <laughs> and then, okay, but then there's also a lot of correlate, things kind of correlating with that, but also is that there's... How many guns did they buy? They were approved for 4,500 quote-unquote assault weapons. To us, they're semi-automatic AR-15s. Okay. And then they were approved of a $700,000 sale by the U.S. government to buy ammunition for their firearms. Okay. So on a civilian market, I can chalk that up to that could be well over 3 million rounds of ammunition. Okay. And it just kind of seems, that doesn't seem right where they're trying to take away our gun rights, but then give all these guns and ammunition to Agencies that don't even need them. Well, that's the whole thing is what's the mission of the agency? Yeah. It, I mean, An accounting agency. Well, but like, okay, they're going after 87,000 supposed to look at, make sure everybody pays their fair share. But why don't, even Jonathan Turley, the constitutional scholar from George Washington mentioned this. Why don't they use the same agents to help with the finding out where did all the money that was abused during the P-loan period, COVID relief money, where did all that money go? Yeah, but instead that, they're going to go over... Not. Those, they don't have enough investigators to track down all that money. Yeah. But yet we're going to do this, so... And you said they're going to go after people making $50,000 a year or less. Well, because if you... I mean, think about it. If you're a major corporation or you're a millionaire or billionaire... You have a, an attorney, you have all the attorneys, the atta- accountants and everything. I'm a small business owner just like you are, just like Ray is. If the IRS came up with a letter saying you owe $3,000, are you going to have the money to fight it? It would be cheaper for you to just pay off the $3,000 than get an attorney or getting a lawyer. So is that how they're, they're just trying to maybe strong arm them into just paying their taxes? Well, it's whether they call it strong arm or not. But if you're a family guy, I mean, think about it, Joe. If you got a letter in the mail saying you owe $3,000, you have to look at it. Well, if I go get an attorney and an accountant, it's going to cost me well more than 3000 So I might as well just pay the 3000 
Well, first of all, I'm going to punch the guy that did my TurboTax, and then <laughs> I'm going to then I'm going to pay the three thousand dollars. Yeah. So I mean, that's the point. I mean, it, I mean, tell me one billionaire that's actually been audited that that paid what he was supposed to pay. They don't. They go through all these taxes. They mean the taxes. All these attorneys and all these accountants. The average small businesses doesn't have that. So they're just going to cough it up. And how many businesses are going to go out of business because they've been, they spend more money trying to deal with the IRS? Smitty Rowe, real quick, look up on government.org or 1808. So, and with that being said, John, now we know how John can get a hold of you so we can have a live, live chat with him. Maybe next episode, but how can everybody else get a hold of you? Well, you can go to you, John, I mean, excuse me, go to Ubaldi Reports at gmail.com. That's Ubaldi Reports at gmail.com. Or you can track on all our streaming sites, which is Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, obviously, Facebook. And just leave a message what you think of the show or what questions you want answered or what you want us to discuss. Whether you agree with it or not, I do appreciate all the comments. A lot of people may not have agreed what we said, but that's, hey, that's a democracy. That's a Republican form of government we live in. We can discuss these things. Everybody can voice their opinion and keep it civil, and we go from there. All right, and someone tell no to the rats. Yeah, all opinions are opinions. They're not facts. <laughs> all right, everybody, have a great day. All right, keep following Ubaldi Reports. Till next time, keep following Ubaldi Reports.